All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop bowl presentation Welcome in, Hoop Ballers, to another Thursday night edition of your Box Score Breakdown. As always, I'm your host, David Bracey, here with my guy, Chris. Chris, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well, David. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm hanging in there, man. I feel like I may be coming down with something over here myself, but, you know, I love the game, and the game never stops, so I'm excited to talk about these uh, these box scores tonight, even though it's only a short card. Um, but hey, you know, gotta love it. Oh yeah. Anytime there's games to watch, it's always fun. That's right, absolutely. And even though it is a short card, uh I guess off the top we can just start really briefly by just going through uh the fact that the all star starters were announced tonight. Obviously, um on the West, LeBron was the captain and on the East Giannis. Um 
really briefly, I'll just run through the starters. Um, on the west side, we've got LeBron, Anthony Davis, James Harden, Luka Doncic, and Kawhi Leonard rounding out the starting five for the Western All-Stars. And on the opposite side, we have Captain Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Kimball Walker, Pascal Siakam, and Trey Young rounding out the starters for the East. Uh, interesting to see. I'm happy to see Trey Young and Pascal getting their first All-Star appearances um, and love the fact that it's in the starting lineup. Both of them have been having pretty strong seasons, uh, Trey especially. So definitely, I mean, no contest there. And then on the west side of the ball, definitely love to see the fact that Luka is in the starting lineup. I mean, we've been hearing rumblings throughout this entire season. And, I mean, in the in the preseason leading up to it, that this league was very soon going to be Luka Doncic's. So maybe this is the start of his ascension <clears throat> to that to that perennial all-star player that he really looks like he's going to be. Um, but as far as fantasy goes, obviously not really fantasy relevant, just something fun to kind of talk about. Do you have any thoughts about the uh, starters on either side of the ball here? No, no, that's, I think as um, most of these are well-deserved vote getters. And um, I'm, I'm very excited to see LeBron and Doncic sharing the court together. <laughs> that would be a fun one to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's going to be really, really fun. Uh, I'm sure we can, as we can expect, a uh, very, very high-scoring game. Um, being in Chicago, I'm sure they're going to want to put on a show in the house that MJ built. So very excited to see uh, what the All-Star game ends up looking like. Um, and something to do over the Valentine's Day weekend that, for me, is going to be otherwise pretty uneventful. So <laughs> happy to have some hoops going on um, over the holiday period there and really, really looking forward to it. So uh, I guess let's go ahead and just dive right into our first game of the night. We saw the Washington Wizards beating the Cleveland Cavaliers 124 to 112. On the Washington side of the ball, Bradley Beal got 29 minutes for 36 points on 15 to 22 shooting. Absolutely blistering. Four three-pointers tonight, two rebounds, eight assists, no defensive stats and three turnovers. Um, when Beal's in the lineup and healthy, I mean, we know how the guy plays. He's an absolute baller. The shutdown risk is definitely there. Um, I think. They're at 15 wins tonight now with this victory over the Cavs. So it doesn't look like their season's really going anywhere but to the bottom in a hurry. Um, so definitely a situation just to keep your eye on, possibly a sell high after big games like that. But for the owners out there, Beal, I'm sure you already knew that. Thomas Bryant got 17 minutes tonight for nine points on four or five from the field, three rebounds, no defensive stats, no turnovers. Jan Mahimi started the center spot tonight for 28 minutes, seven points on two or four shooting. Three or four from the free throw line, seven rebounds, no defensive stats, and assists and two turnovers. Gary Payton, the second, started tonight but only played five minutes, did absolutely nothing with them, only three rebounds. And Isaiah Thomas started at the point guard tonight for 22 minutes on 13 points, five of 12 shooting, gave you three threes, three rebounds, four assists, a block unexpectedly, no steals, and three turnovers. Off the bench, we saw Isaac Bonga get 22 minutes for nine points on three of three shooting, five rebounds, two assists, and a block. Jordan McRae got 17 minutes for four points and two assists. Troy Brown Jr. got 25 minutes off of the bench for eight points on three of five shooting, contributed eight rebounds, three assists, no defensive stats, no turnovers. Ish Smith got 25 minutes off of the bench for 17 points on six of 14 shooting, gave you a three. Gave you four rebounds and five assists with two steals and no turnovers. So a pretty solid line from Ish tonight. 
And then, of course, David Berton's back in the Davis Berton's back in the lineup. Twenty six minutes off of the bench, seventeen points and six of ten shooting. Gave you the four threes. I mean, we know this guy's a specialist, and he's going to hit threes in a high volume here. Two rebounds, two assists, a steal, no blocks, and no turnovers. As far as the Wizards go, uh, we we pretty much know who the fantasy relevant players are. Still waiting for Thomas Bryant kind of to get back up to speed here after he's coming back from that long absence. Um, but I mean, you'll take four or five shooting for nine points and three rebounds with no turnovers. Uh, pretty much any time. I mean, he doesn't really hurt you anywhere, and he's pretty solid as far as percentages go. So you appreciate that. Um, any thoughts from you really about the uh, about the Washington Wizards? I was happy to see Thomas Bryan getting the start tonight, but still only 17 minutes. I was surprised they started him alongside Mahimi, but um, I guess it's a step in the right direction. Hopefully, I think they're taking it easy on him. By the time, like when he's really 100%, I think he will be back. Uh, the minutes will go back up. Yeah. So um, hold tight. And yeah, Dallas Bertans is back. He was a bit slow coming out of the gate, coming back from that injury, but the past couple of games, so we got the the Bertans that that's been um, doing work for us throughout the season. He's back. So yeah. Other than that, I think yeah, you pretty much covered it. Um, one one thing I want to ask you is, um, I think a lot of people are are thinking. Now that they're back healthy, what to do with Troy Brown Jr. and uh, Jordan McRae, who was scoring the ball, who had the high hand for for a while there? Yeah, you know, personally, I think between the two, I'd definitely rather have Troy Brown Jr. Um, just because I think his his um, his fantasy value is going to be a little bit more consistent than Jordan McRae, simply because I think Jordan McRae was really just filling a huge hole that the Wizards had as far as their need for volume scoring, Um, because that's truthfully what, in my opinion, Jordan McRae is. Troy Brown, similar. I just think that he's going to contribute more, especially defensively. I think he lends himself to get more steals, um, which is something that, I mean, is definitely valuable in the fantasy setting, especially in the nine-cat league. Um, So, yeah, if I had to to pick between the two, I would definitely say I'm going to roll with Troy Brown Jr. over McRae. Um, however, I think to your point now that the Wizards are, I mean, I guess they're never truly healthy since they're missing John Wall, but they're, they have more of their players back. Their roster is more complete. Um, we can expect that both of their production to kind of kind of drop back here. So, Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I have already moved on from McCray in a couple of my leagues where I was able to ride him while he, he was hot, but I think, I think it's safe to cut him now. And uh, Troy Brown is definitely, um, fantasy-wise, the better asset that will give you contribution across the board. And I think they still got to – I mean, Gary Gary Payton started tonight, but like you said, only played five minutes, so they might as well start Troy Brown, right? So I think he he has a he has a better chance of actually getting on, on the court and playing. Now, on to the Cleveland side. We have Kevin Love scoring 21 points on 8 of 19 shooting with three three-pointers, five rebounds, two assists, and two steals. And in the backcourt, we have Colin Sexton, who 
lead the Cleveland in scoring tonight with 29 points on very efficient 10 of 15 shooting. Was two of two from downtown and hitting all seven of his free throws. Also had four rebounds, four assists, and two steals. His backcourt mate, Darius Garland, had a horrible shooting night. Only four of 17 contributed, 13 points. Had three three-pointers, one rebound, and four assists. No defensive stats. Chetty Osman had nine points on four of 11 shooting. Had two rebounds, five assists, two steals, and a block. Was helping out on the defensive end, but not so much on offense. Tristan Thompson started at center, had six points and three rebounds and one assist. He was just completely outplayed by Larry Nance Jr. coming off the bench, played 28 minutes, had 22 points on 10 of 14 shooting, had two three-pointers, 12 rebounds, and three assists. It's a big game for Larry Nance. The rest of the Cleveland bench, not much to see. We have Alfonso McKinney and his, who just signed a 10-day contract with Cleveland, had seven points in 18 minutes on three of six shooting and three rebounds. Dante Exum had two points and John Hansen had three points and one rebound and three assists. That's I think that's all the ones that that's of interest here from Cleveland side, and yeah, I hope you for all your fantasy players out there, you picked up Larry Nance Jr. sometime last week or early this week when we told you to, and um, yeah, because uh, he's he's now looking like he's fully healthy and he's getting the minutes, he's getting the run while Tristan Thompson starts to tail off from his um, hot start. So as long as he's getting those minutes, keep riding him while he's hot. And, you know, like there's all these trade rumors surrounding Love wanting to get moved, Tristan Thompson. So if one of them gets moved, uh, it's going to be Larry Ness' time to shine. Anything you see from the Cleveland side? David? Uh, I completely agree with you about Larry Nance. Um, definitely definitely hope that people pulled the trigger on him and got him off of the waiver wire when they had the opportunity to because I think that he's going to continue to play pretty strong um, down the stretch here. I'm definitely wondering what's going to end up happening with that whole Cleveland Cavalier front court. Um, because, yeah, we keep hearing these trade rumors, I mean, continuously about Kevin Love, it seems like every single season there's a Kevin Love trade rumor, and yet no trade ever seems to materialize. I'm assuming one probably won't this season once again, simply because of the duration of his contract, the health concerns around him and his age. Um, However, we'll see. Maybe if a contender feels like he's the missing piece that they need, they might buy in right before the trade deadline. Crazier things have happened, so we'll see what happens. Um, I definitely would assume Tristan Thompson is probably the more likely piece to be moved. I definitely would be surprised if both of them were still on the team post-trade deadline. Um, So, yeah, I guess definitely a situation to monitor, um, something to wait and see on, and I guess we'll just see what happens on the 8th. 
Yep. All right, heading into our second game here tonight, we saw the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the Brooklyn Nets. Lakers coming up with the win on the back of LeBron James, 128 to 113. And LeBron James did his thing tonight with his 91st career triple-double, 33 minutes tonight for 27 points on 11 and 19 shooting. Gave you three threes, perfect two of two from the free throw line, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, a steal, a block, and five turnovers. Um, absolutely monstrous line tonight from LBJ. Anthony Davis got 26 minutes tonight for 16 points on four of nine from the field. Gave you a three with seven of eight from the free throw line. Contributed 11 rebounds, two assists, a steal, a block, and two turnovers. So definitely a strong line from AD tonight, even in the limited minutes. Uh, so working his way back from the litany of injuries that he continuously you know, amasses throughout a season. So we know how that goes. Just glad that he's in the lineup and healthy. Dwight Howard started in the center's position for 22 minutes tonight, 14 points on 7 to 10 from the field, contributed six rebounds, I'm sorry, 12 rebounds, six offensively, one assist, two steals, a block, and a turnover. Strong line from Dwight tonight. Of course, a lot of that is probably impacted by AD's limited minutes, um, but definitely like to see those con- um, contributions from Dwight. Danny Green got 19 minutes tonight for 14 points on 5 and 9 from the field, gave you four threes, a rebound two steals, no assists, no turnovers, and a block. Avery Bradley starting at the point guard position tonight for 20 minutes on two points on one of eight from the field. Absolutely could not find the bottom of the rim tonight. No threes, gave you an assist, a steal, and a turnover. Um, So pretty pedestrian line from Bradley tonight. Kyle Kuzma off of the bench, 28 minutes for 16 points on five and nine shooting. Gave you three threes, two rebounds, and assists two turnovers and no defensive stats. KCP got 28 minutes tonight for 11 points on three or five shooting. Gave you three threes, two of three from the free throw line, two rebounds and assists, two turnovers, no defensive stats. And then Rajon Rondo, 22 minutes off of the bench for seven points on three or seven shooting. Gave you a three tonight along with four rebounds, 10 assists, no defensive stats and two turnovers. Um, the Lakers are rolling. LeBron looks great. AD, when he's in the lineup, is an absolute monster. Um, we'll see what happens with the Lakers before the trade deadline. In my opinion, they're not really in a great position to bring in um, a high-profile asset via trade. However, as I said, crazier things have happened. Maybe if they're able to work out a multiple-team trade, this lo- this roster could be shaken up. So over the next couple of weeks, you definitely want to keep your eye on a lot of the contending teams to see what kind of talent they bring in because – I would assume um, that all of them are, are going to try to make some kind of push um, to separate themselves from the rest of the pack, especially in the West when it's pretty wide open. Uh, any thoughts from you on the Lakers roster? Mm, no, I think you pretty much covered it. Um, Dwight Howard had a big night because, um, well, AD was limited and um, also McGee was out with the flu, so... He had all the all the run he could get, and definitely capitalized on that. And yeah, like definitely keep an eye out with all the contending teams as uh, we move towards the trade deadline. Now moving on to the Brooklyn side, Kyrie of course led all scoring with 20 points on seven of seven. The 7 of 17 shooting with three three-pointers, three rebounds, and four assists. 
He also had two steals and a block, which is nice, good to see those defensive stats. His running mate, Spencer Dinwiddie, didn't shoot the ball well, only had seven points on three of nine shooting, and was one of six from downtown. But he did contribute seven points and 13 re- uh, seven rebounds and 13 assists. Torian Prince had 18 points on six of 13 shooting, had three three-pointers, three rebounds, four assists, and also added three steals. So that's a, that's a pretty good line from Torian Prince. Joe Harris had a rather pedestrian night, just six points on two of six shooting, both three-pointers, added two rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. Jerry Allen was fairly quieted as well with seven points and eight rebounds and a block. Well, going up with going up against the Lakers front court, it's not no easy task. So I'm sure he's going to play a little better in the next game. Now onto the Brooklyn bench. Karis LeVert played 23 minutes, had 16 points. Two three-pointers, four rebounds, and three assists, and a steal. Wilson Chandler, we had a Wilson Chandler sighting at 15 points on five of seven shooting, was four of six from downtown, and had three rebounds, one assist, and a steal. And we also have Garrett Temple, who contributed 11 points on four of eight shooting, with three three-pointers, six rebounds, and a steal. And... Rolians Kuruks hit all of his shots from the field, including two three-pointers, totaling eight points, one rebound, one assist. And that's all the all the key guys from Brooklyn. We have four other guys that just kind of played down the stretch in the garbage time. Not much to see there. And fantasy-wise. I mean, uh, Allen has been great. Uh, he's not. He's not the best center. He's not the best center out there, but he is solid, especially while DeAndre Jordan is out. He's gonna get all the minutes he can handle. So keep riding him. He should be a double double threat every night. And Dinwiddie. Thing with these scoring now that Kyrie is back, the scoring would be on and off. Like he'll have his good games and his bad games because the shooting was never good with Dinwiddie. So, but at least for the few games that Kyrie's back, the touches are still there. Tonight is a bit of a low night, but I think for the first four games that Kyrie was back, he was still hovering like 13, 14 shots a game. So so I think he's all right on that front. But yeah, bad shooting, inefficient shooting with not too much scoring. But I think he's they're, they're running a lot of offense through him. So the assist number should stay. And yeah, that's that's all I can think of on the on the fantasy side of things. David, anything you want to talk about? Uh, no, honestly, I think that I think that you touched on it all. Um, 
I guess one question for you would be, what's your what's your take on um, on Karis LeVert? Where where are you at with his fantasy value? Um, are you are you holding him? Do you think he's a he's a firm drop? Because um, I've I've been hearing a lot of mixed reviews as far as um, people's outlook on the rest of his season production and what he's been doing for their fantasy teams. I I, I was never a big Karis LeVert guy, but I think as long as he's playing and he's getting the minutes and he will get those shots, he's a he's going to be a fringe 12 team guy. But if you're in like a shallow 10 team 18 league, he's a drop. That's for sure. Because like he's like a lot of these players out there. Like his main contribution is on the scoring side, and he doesn't shoot very well from the floor. So that really hurts you in the percentage categories. And he, and with Kyrie and Dinwiddie doing most of the ball handling, like I just don't see him getting contributing much elsewhere. So that fantasy line left a lot to be desired. So as almost as it's usually a pretty empty scoring line from him, which I. I I just don't like that kind of player on my team. That's my take on it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm definitely with you. All right, well, before we head into our last game for the night, I just want to give a quick shout-out, of course, to our incredible sponsors at mybookie.ag. You know football is right around the corner. We got the Super Bowl coming up next weekend. And if you're not interested in football, we got plenty of NBA games going on, plenty of action to get involved in, plenty of games to place a wager, make money, get your bets going now. MyBookie.ag has it all covered for you. They provide you with everything that you need to be at the top of your game when it comes to sports wagering, plain and simple. And if you're not too fond or too familiar with sports wagering, let our incredible team here at Hootball get you started off on the right foot. We here at Hootball have our Hootball Gaming Twitter that is going to provide you with free betting advice before all your games to get you the best possible wagering, period. I mean, you can't beat that. It's uncompromised customer service that we provide you here and that mybookie.ag provides you online. Head on over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. And if you're looking for a sports book to go make some bets, MyBookie is where you want to go. You can pool your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you have a couple of big favorites. You parlay your wagers, and it lets you bet multiple games together. And if they all come through, you win. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000, a grand. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Who doesn't love free money? I know I do. All you have to do is use our promo code today to activate the offer. Once again, that promo code today, use it, get your extra cash from my bookie, win your wagers. And don't forget, tune in, and check us out at Hootball Gaming on Twitter for all your betting info. MyBookie.ag. Bet, 
win, get paid. All right. Bringing up the rear here in our three-card slate for Thursday evening. We have the Mavericks coming up with the win in the Moda Center, beating the Trailblazers 133-125. to 125. Tim Hardaway Jr. got 28 minutes tonight, 11 points on 4 of 9 shooting. Gave you a rebound, four assists, no defensive stats, and a turnover. Dorian Finney-Smith, 32 minutes, 11 points on three of five shooting, 10 rebounds, three threes, a steal, two blocks, and a turnover. KP, playing tonight, starting 25 minutes at the center position, 20 points on six of 11 shooting, three threes, five of seven from the free throw line, five rebounds, an assist, two blocks, a steal, and a turnover. Solid line tonight from KP. We know he's going to get all the run he can handle, especially with the loss of Dwight Powell. Um, so let's hope that he can stay healthy, can stay in the lineup, and can keep producing. Luka Doncic, 34 minutes tonight for 27 points on 11 of 25 from the field, two threes on 11 attempts, three of six in the free throw line, six rebounds, nine assists, two steals, no blocks, and three turnovers. Production across the board from Luka tonight. Starting to see the the concerns rise a little bit for the percentages, the concerns that we had last season, especially from the free throw line, given the amount of attempts that he's put up. Um, and two of 11 from the, uh, the three-point line. I mean, he's really, really getting those shots up. But the productions continue to come, um, and, and he's still very, very strong, as we all know. Seth Curry, 25 minutes tonight, 17 points on 6 of 11 shooting. Gave you four threes, a rebound, two assists. <clears throat> A steal, no turnovers, and no blocks. Off of the bench, Maxi Kleba, 22 minutes, 15 points on 6-9 shooting. Gave you two threes, four rebounds, and assists, three blocks, no steals, and no turnovers. We know Kleba's going to get all the run he can handle. They're really going to be looking to him, especially with KP being in and out of the lineup. Kleba is versatile. He contributes across the board. Uh, I'm a big, big fan of him. I'm sure he was probably dropped in a lot of leagues because of the fact that KP was coming back, because Dwight Powell was still healthy, and then Dwight Powell went and blew out his Achilles. So there goes Dwight Powell, and welcome back, Maxi Kleba. Uh, we missed you. DeLon Wright, 28 minutes off of the bench, nine points on four of seven shooting, gave you eight rebounds, four assists, a turnover, and no defensive stats. And then Jalen Brunson tonight off the bench, 16 minutes, 17 points, and six of 10 shooting, gave you four threes, Gave you three rebounds and assists, no turnovers, and no defensive stats. So between Justin, or I'm sorry, between DeLon Wright and Jalen Brunson, I definitely, um, I personally think that I would rather have Jalen Brunson. I know DeLon Wright is uh, more of a name, quote unquote, if you will, um, in fantasy circles. So people are kind of going to be rolling with him a little bit more. I know um, <clears throat> on our Tuesday show, we we briefly talked about DeLon Wright and I'm um, sorry, Hake is still holding on to him uh, for dear life. So. For those of us who have DeLon Wright, um, you know, you're going to continue to hold on him because he's going to he's going to continue to produce across the board in, in, a, in a modicum amount. Um, but in my personal opinion, I would just rather roll with Jalen Brunson. I think he's more explosive offensive player. Um, I think that on the nights that he does contribute, it's usually in a higher volume. Um, and personally, I'm just a, more of a fan of him. Um, of his fantasy stat set than DeLon Wright. Um, but as far as the, as far as the Mavericks go, like I said, Maxi Kleba is really the guy who you, I mean, you wanted to grab off the waiver wire here. I'm sure he's 
been all but snatched up as far as that goes, but definitely all the value, um, all the value in the world, all the opportunity in the world here for Kleba. So really, really excited to see, uh, see his production over the next couple months. Any thoughts from you about the Dallas Mavericks? I think you have it covered and yeah, totally agree with you on Kleba. As, as sad as we are to see someone blow out his Achilles like Dwight Powell did, it's um he, we we have to um, welcome back Maxi Kleba. He's he's got that same um, unicornish stat set that gives you the blocks and the three pointers from a big man position. So um, yeah, well he's gonna be he's gonna have great value rest of the season. Now, moving on to the Portland side, and who else than Dame Dollar? Damian Lillard with 47 points on 16 of 28 shooting, had eight three-pointers, and hit all seven of his shots from the charity stripe. Also contributed six rebounds and eight assists and a steal. He was doing everything for Portland. And with McCollum out, there was uh, Dallas did not hesitate. They, I I saw the game and they would not hesitate to double team Lillard. But Lillard was so good that he would always find a way out, either with a pass or somehow get his shot off. This this guy is just great. Other than Lillard, we have Carmelo Anthony with 16 points. On 7 of 21 shooting with two three-pointers, 11 rebounds, five assists, a steal, and a block. Trevor Ariza making his Portland debut had 21 points on 7 of 11 shooting. Had four three-pointers, seven rebounds, two assists, and two steals. So doing his job as that 3 and D guy. And we'll see if he can keep this up. Hassan Whiteside had 14 points and 10 rebounds plus a block. Starting for McCollum is Anthony Simons, who only played 23 minutes and was 2 of 7 from the field for 5 points with 1 rebound, 2 assists, and a block. So obviously not a very good game from Simons, but I I would imagine they continue to start him in place of McCollum. Off the bench, the only guy worth mentioning is Gary Trent Jr., who played 31 minutes and was hot from the field, had 20 points on 7 of 10 shooting, and was 6 of 7 from downtown. Also contributed two rebounds and an, and an assist. Caleb Swanigan also played 23 minutes, but only had two points, five rebounds, and two assists to show for it. Also added a block. And that was pretty much it. The only other person that made the court for Portland was Mario Hassonia, who only played 14 minutes, didn't hit a single shot from the field, and had one rebound. And that was it for Portland. So as I mentioned, um, 
Lillard's doing all the work. Bob McCollum's out. And Simons, oh, there's been a lot of talk going into the seasons on how how highly the the organization regards Simon. But throughout the system, so throughout the season, it's I think um, the kid is the kid definitely has potential. So I think he remains a dynasty league target. However, he's just too inconsistent, a bit too young right now to be real to be a reliable source for your fantasy team. Anything else you see from the Portland side, David? No, I definitely agree with you. I agree with all your points. All right. So, yeah, we'll see if Trevor Ariza can continue on this role. Yeah, he was definitely rolling tonight. So um, he's got all the opportunity in the world there on the wing because clearly they, they're, hurting for, they're hurting for production there on the wing. And we saw a very disgruntled Damian Lillard um, at the end of the game there uh, on the end of the bench looking very unhappy with the situation in Portland. So hopefully, like you said, CJ comes back soon. I'm sure when he does, that'll eat someone in a Trevor Ariza's production. But like I said, they need help on the wing there. They can't expect Melo to do it all. And I don't think anybody definitely does at this point. So we will okay. we will see. One thing interesting is um, they started both Anthony and Ariza tonight. Like, you think this is the way to go? Like, I mean, both of them, with their age, their ideal position is the four. But one of them is forced to play the three right now. You think they can keep this up? Uh, you know, honestly, I feel like they can for two reasons. First reason being, I I don't know who they sh- would start over Mello at the four. Um, because, again, the, the, tr- the Trailblazers outside of Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, um, before, of course – the acquisition of Hassan Whiteside. I mean, that uh, talent-wise, there's not a whole lot of proven um, scoring ability there. So I just don't see who they would be rolling with if it wasn't Melo. Um, and then the other reason being, I feel like that lineup suits their style of play a lot better because they like to get up and down the court. They like to run. Um, and in the modern NBA, we've clearly seen that traditional fours, um, traditional fives are becoming a very, very uh, antiquated um, a part of your lineup. So I think that this is definitely a lineup that we, sh- we should probably expect to see them continue to roll with. Um, I'm sure that they will continue to have, um, you know, people kind of coming in and out of lineup, riding different hot hands just because of the, the turn style type of offense that they have outside of, like I said, those core guards, um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, that's a good point. It's definitely something to, to monitor because I noticed that myself as well. And tonight, I mean, they didn't get the win, but they were definitely getting shots up and they were making shots in a hurry. So we'll see. Yeah. I, my only concern here is, although Ariza is mo- known as a three and D guy, but at his advanced state age, his defense is just not that well. He always stumbles upon steals. That's just he just has a neck for those. But real on the ball defense, he's not what he used to be. And 
this forward pairing really is um, going to have some defensive issues. So we will see. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, like I said, pretty short card tonight, only three games. So that's going to do it for us here for your Thursday night box score breakdown. Uh, Chris, do you have any projects coming up with hoop ball this week? Uh, no, nothing of note. Nothing too exciting. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm jumping in on the, I'm jumping in on the betting side. And as David mentioned earlier, yeah, give the, give the boys at Hooball Gaming a follow. They've been helping me out as I'm a total novice when it comes to betting, but I've been winning with these guys' advice. So yeah, definitely give them a follow. So you, you can't beat that. What great, what great promotion right there. I mean, spoken from somebody who is getting the experience firsthand. The guys over at Hoopball are taking care of our guys and they take care of you. So definitely, like Chris said, take advantage of that because who doesn't like to make money? I know I do. So like I said, hit them up on Twitter. Chris, where can the people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can reach out to me at cmanubc on Twitter and I'll be happy to answer any question you throw my way. How about you, David? Where can we find you on Twitter? Yeah, hit me up on Twitter at DFB underscore three. Slide in my DMs. Hit me up with all your fantasy questions. Always happy to help and usually up late. So holler at me. And as far as that goes, from everybody here for your Thursday Night Box Score Breakdown, I want to say thank you again for tuning in to another incredible edition. We will see you next week. Chris, have a great evening. Everybody, take it easy. Good night. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.